1: Welcome to the Terrace Podcast. My name is Craig Cairns and it is really, really early. Uh, We're both really tired, but I'm joined again by Chris Awelamo. How are you, Chris? Good, Yeah, very good. Tired as well today. Tired. Got a lot going on these uh,
0: last couple of days and the next couple of days as well. So just uh, I've not had my coffee this morning. It's that early, mate. I was up at uh, seven o'clock with a little man. So yeah, I'm good to go. I would have allowed you to get a coffee
1: before we started.
0: Yeah, I usually do, mate. I've just came upstairs. As I say, the missus has got a board meeting today that she's uh, she's got to be uh, prepping for. So it's, uh, yeah, I've, I've just got to make sure I take the little man out the way.
1: <laughs> well, I've got my coffee, I've got my bedhead, and I've got this really kind of croaky morning voice because I've not long <laughs> crawled out my pit. But we're going to bat it on and try and make a podcast anyway. We're gonna, we've got a few things we're going to talk about today. The first thing is there were a couple of appeals this week. For a Yeti's dive against Komarnik, or a ledge dive and uh, the Kemar Roof challenge against St Johnston We'll start with um, the Kemar Roof one, that um, ban was upheld, Rangers appealed it but he will serve as two match ban after it was looked at Now um, it was a bit of a leg breaking challenge, I think everybody agrees that he didn't mean it but what was your view on it Chris? yeah for me it's a, it's a it's a blatant red card isn't it
0: what i'm what i'm surprised about is that rangers have appealed it you know it's like uh i'm not sure about the ruling up not there you can you can shed a little bit of light but if you appeal
1: if if you have a failed appeal down south you get an extra game well they banned. used to do that they well they didn't used to do it for all of them but if they deemed the appeal frivolous yeah. then they had the right to uh, increase the ban if they if they felt because right, like well
0: just- I've, I've experienced that I got sent off for headbutting Sean St. Ledger whereas he actually headbutted me oh, really? uh, and then I've appealed that because he's actually went into the, the referee after the game and said look it's an accidental collision of heads uh, I'd scored a hat-trick we we're, were 3-0 up He's, he's obviously a bit frustrated. He's headbutted me, he's landed about four meters away. And I remember Martin Atkinson's sent me off. So I remember Wolves, we've appealed it. And it just stayed as a three match ban. but then it changed from uh, a headbutt to, an, so basically an over-aggressive approach, which was yeah. an absolute shambles, you know what I mean? But So again, for me, you look at that, Kima Roof, it was, there's no there's no room for a challenge like that. Meant or not, you know, it, it's, it's danger it's danger to to the opposition player there uh, and you know what the, the two match ban he's probably lucky that it is just a two match ban uh, that he's got for that but I'm so surprised that Rangers appealed that you know so it's uh, it was it's a, it's a disappointing one uh, no room for it and right and I think we, we got to the we got to the right decision in the end
1: yeah, I was surprised to hear some people and an, an ex-manager as well uh, Stephen Robinson in Motherwell was doing the Sky coverage the the week, Just the weekend past there And I was surprised to hear him saying things like Anybody who plays the game knows that he doesn't mean that And that's not a red card And I'm thinking Well, that that's just a complete misunderstanding of the rules Because the rules at no point talk about intent They talk about endangering your opponent And that's yes. exactly what he's done Craig, you're spot on. Let,
0: let me say, look, I played, I played the game for twenty years, uh, and like most professionals and, and and managers, you're not really clued up in the rules. You know, you do a referee comes to the 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 this, the, the training ground and explains the new rules, and you all you, you all get given a, a book. You don't you don't take much notice in it. You know, it's a the game's pretty simple. I think the officials they overcomplicate it, but like you say. It doesn't matter if there's intent or not. You know that's a that's a it's a reckless challenge. Mm-hmm. Like you say, it's a leg breaking challenge. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's if it's meant or not meant, it doesn't make a difference. There's no room for it in the game. And like you say, the uh,
1: it, it was lucky not to do more damage. One of the issues with this is that the system up here is viewed as very inconsistent so and this this is another incident that kind of speaks to that there are many other challenges like this that go unnoticed and unpunished and it seems to be that ones that get highlighted in the media seem to then end up in front of the compliance officer and it used to be that if the referee had seen the challenge and had awarded uh, a free kick or a, a yellow card or whatever it was that was the end of the matter because the referee had seen it and had dealt with it at the time but now even those ones are being challenged and um, retrospective bans are being handed out and it's it just I'm going to say something to you Craig right and it's something that
0: I know that you're not going to agree with <laughs> but VAR VAR solves that problem it does it solves the problem because then uh, VAR will challenge if it's a clear and obvious error but it can still help the re- referee when he sees an instant you know what you've got that wrong have a look at it boom done the uh, the big the big, uh, the big question about var is okay it's still it's still open to human error because there's going to be a ref, uh, it's going to be a referee somewhere looking at a screen but he can look at that at three 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 different angles and i know we had a question uh i, I don't know who it was from about the i about the, the camera angles if it's just TV games and I'm talking about it's got to be across the board mm-hmm. it's got to be for every single team uh, in the Premier in the Premiership for the fact that look, if there's funding you can't have it for one team and, and not for uh, for one game and not for another game because that just questions the integrity of the competition so I think there's I'm, I'm, I think the, the Scottish game is crying out of our referees need as much help as they can you know, because these inconsistencies, they're actually increasing. They're not decreasing. You know, it's like you say, rules are changing. If a referee sees something happening on in, in the field of play and punishes it as he feels accordingly, that, that can't then be challenged. He's seen the challenge. That's why there needs to be room. There needs to be room for error. That's why VAR needs to be implemented. And VAR's not going anywhere, Craig. So it will come to the Scottish Premiership but I want it coming ASAP rather than
1: four or five years down the line mm. yeah I, I mean I agree with quite a lot of that it was Ninth Citizen that sent him that question by the way and um I I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Chris, if I've given you the impression that I completely hate VAR. It's not that. I, um... No, but I understand why. understand why, but you've got to remember VAR, VAR has been implemented and it has made a lot of errors. Even this season.
0: Yeah. Even this season down in the English Premier League, it has made a lot of, there's a lot of inconsistencies that you think, well, wait a minute. Why is that given... Why is that giving us a handball in one game and and it's not giving us a penalty kick in the next? When well, it's the exact same, yeah. You know, there's there's been a contact with a referee. I remember I done the Wolves game. Uh, Eric Dyer is, uh, is 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 actually kicked Fabio Silva uh, on the heel in the box, and he's kicked the ball out of play. The referees gave a corner, and and then booked Fabio Silva for diving. Well, wait a minute. If Far looks at that, you can see that Eric Dyer kicks the heel of Fabio Silva. The penalty needs to be given. How can a, how can a referee look at that and say it's not a penalty? Mm-hmm. It's because I'm looking at it. It's a penalty kick. So there is inc- inconsistencies that there is room for human error. But the gate, it's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. And will will it improve? And will it help the inconsistencies in Scottish football? One hundred percent. These instances that we're talking about now. The referee deals with it. He's got the help. He can always go and refer to the TV screen. He can always uh, refer to the referee that's in his ear, you know, that's saying, look, I've looked at it from four different angles. Uh, it's, it's a definite red or it's a yellow card. If he's unsure, then the referee that's, uh, that's, that's, that's managing the match, he goes and looks at the screen and looks at it from the exact same angles and he makes that decision. He still might get it wrong, by the way, but then he's, got every, he's been given every opportunity to get it right. But again, it is subject to to us. Me and you can look at the same challenge. You think it's a you think it's a penalty, and I think it's a dive. Mm-hmm. That's that's the way it goes. It's down to the referee on the day, so there will be some inconsistencies coming in. But it will definitely be nowhere near where we are at the minute, Craig.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I agree. I do agree with some of that. I do, I do think it's coming and it's here to stay, uh, whether we like it or not. And I do think that. Um, an ideal version of VAR I am definitely much in favour of I and I think it will get to that stage at one point, it'll never be perfect but we'll, we'll, we'll iron out a lot of the problems that we have with it at the moment it's just a bit of a shame that we're kind of learning all the mistakes and ironing it all out as we go but there's not really another alternative there is there now I, I actually think should and will come into Scotland, I don't know about right now in the middle of a pandemic and I know that's not what you're arguing necessarily you're just saying not four or five years down the line but no, I mean, I am in favour of a better version of VAR. I did say at the time before it came in that it just looked like it was gonna. It wasn't going to end the controversy. It was just going to move the controversy elsewhere, and that's exactly what yeah. it's done. It's moved it from the pitch to like a a referees room or, or whatever. But because uh, you still have, like you say, you still have that human error. You still have those inconsistencies.
0: So well, you do. You do have it. I've, like I say, I was doing. Uh, I was doing Leicester Brighton in the FA Cup last night, and uh, there was two goals disallowed. You know, uh the the, the Leicester goal. It was basically it was the third phase. The goal, the goal was scored in the, th- the third phase, but the linesman—I don't know if there must have be been instructed to allow it to go ahead. Uh, Ian Atchell was offside, but in my opinion, he wasn't offside. It was his arm that was offside. So basically, it's maybe where he's what I get told was it's the the a handball is where the shot ends. You know the sleeve? They've changed right? that a couple so, of times,
1: though, haven't they? They've done it to suit their agenda. It it's like the armpit so, wait, I mean, it, or the yeah, it, I don't know. So
0: you can score with your shoulder. Yeah, you can. I'm yeah. telling you, it was it was maybe is if anything, is his shoulders not even in an offside position, but his arm is. He's not offside, but they've actually played. It's broke. It's fell to other uh, under. He's 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 scored, and then it's been. I'm I'm sitting thinking. I'm looking at it. I see that the 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 VAR are looking at it. What have they seen for the goal to be disallowed? So you're spot on. There is gonna, there is still gonna be mistakes. There is gonna still be subject to uh, how how someone actually reads the situation. And and to be fair, but it, it has made it better. The offside should be black and white. There's no gray areas there. And then obviously the refs do need help. The speed, of the, the speed of the game, Craig, the referees, the officials need as much help as they can because we've seen so many mistakes this 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 season in the in the Scottish Premiership.
1: Yeah, I mean, and speaking about the speed of the game, one of the another decision that kind of that caught the referee off guard, I guess, was the Ayeti one. I mean, you can debate whether it was or wasn't a penalty. My opinion is it wasn't. I I think there was contact, but there wasn't enough there wasn't enough to warrant him going down especially in the way he did my issue with this is why he was given a ret- retrospective ban in the first place which has been overturned on appeal um, but um, handing it out for challenges where there's contact like that and contact. deeming it a dive I just think you're you're going down a slippery slope there if you're doing that and I want to know what your, your what views we, on that are
0: no spot on totally agree with that there's contact the referees gave it and to be fair on another day if the referee had gave a yellow card uh, to a jetty in the game for diving that's getting overturned isn't it yeah because possibly yeah, yeah so I don't understand why uh, there's been action taken after the game taken out the referee's seen it and like you say the keeper shouldn't have came out the way that he did anyway but there was contact uh, so it is it's, it's for me, again, it's just how the referee sees it on the day, but it's definitely not a dive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I well, see that's the thing. I think I don't think it's a dive that should be punished. I think he has dived. You know how some people take the contact and then they, they exaggerate and all that kind of thing. Craig, I, Craig, I think
0: I think we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start arguing now because this is do it because this, is, it. <laughs> this is what I, this is what I don't understand. Right, if there's contact, mm-hmm. a player has every right to go down. Now you might not agree with that because. I hate I hear it. You know when when you're doing commentary, or you're listening to commentary, or you're watching football on TV. Oh, the player was honest there; he stayed in his feet, but he's to a disadvantage. Yeah, he's been taken down. The referee should give that as a penalty kick, even Agreed. if the player stays in his feet. Uh-huh. So this is why players fall to the ground. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I've I, I, I won a couple of penalties in, in my day, but if I could stay in my feet, I would stay in my feet. But even then, you're then. I'm to a disadvantage and then you're trying to get a shot away you might be off balance because of the challenge it's a penalty kick Mm -hmm. the referee has to come in and say there's contact to a penalty kick if the player stays on his feet or not and this is why players go to ground they have to give the referee a decision to make because they don't always make the right decision Yeah,
1: I I agree man I, I think a good explanation for or a good example of what you're talking about there is when a player is getting his shoulder pulled and he knows that he's being impeded by getting his shoulder pulled but the referee maybe doesn't see it now then you'll see players let their legs fall from them and they'll fall to their knees because that's the only way they're going to get the free kick by doing that so I I agree I agree with you um, mostly on that I, I just think that there are some maybe like this one where the contact doesn't warrant going down but I still think that they shouldn't be looking at that after the game and giving the guy a too much yeah, ban because that's a it. very
0: difficult one. It is because it is very a very
1: light contact. Uh-huh. The contact doesn't warrant the way that he went down. I know what you mean though because them. talking about the speed of the game, that's why I went into it like that though because I think like you can look at something slowed down, but if you're looking at somebody, I mean to take an extreme example, Ronaldo, like him, the speed that that guy ran at you would only need to skiff the guy for him to go down and plus you'd be already evading the contact a wee bit anyway because he's used to getting clattered and battered and having to evade things so I I think it sometimes doesn't take much for uh, to take somebody down much contact to take somebody down like that what makes me so
0: sceptical is that trust me the players that do dive they put themselves in very much situations where they can put their foot in the right place mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in between the ball and man just so they get that little bit of contact and then they go down and they win a penalty and that's what we're now we we now look out for that has has he looked for it has he has and that's that's what makes it harder because the speed of the game the players are still a couple of, a couple of uh, steps ahead they know exactly what they're doing. They know that if the the keeper's committed themselves, they understand that. They see that four or five seconds before, uh before before we do. When I'm commentating, you see things happening, you see you see things open up. The players that are actually on the pitch, they know exactly what's going on. Oh, the defenders committed themselves here and then they'll go. You know, I mean, it's. I'm trying to think of the the one that I, I couldn't believe. It was Connor Cody against uh, Liverpool. Did you see it when Manny had actually committed to the 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 the, the ball? Conor Cody's just said, "If I get to the ball first, it's a penalty kick." But Manny, with the speed of thought, is pulled out. So in midair, the ball's about a meter off the ground. Conor Cody's got there and went to floor. Referees gave a penalty, but Manny's actually pulled out right. in midair in the half chat it was unbelievable I thought just the speed of thought and that just shows you the players are so far ahead so Ayeti knew the contact was coming was waiting for the contact to happen the contact came he went down yeah. it's not a dive but he made the most of it yeah right I think that's fair
1: I think that's fair um, yeah. I think we've spent way more time on that than uh, I, I expected you've, but got
0: do, you've got some editing to do not you've got some editing to do
1: most of that's staying in Last week we spoke about one of the Betfred Cup finalists, and this week we're gonna turn our attention to the other one, that's Livingston. There was a really interesting article in The Athletic this week. A really good write-up of a, an interview that David Martindale had done, which I sent on to you, Chris, which I hope you I hope you did your homework and read it. But yeah, there was a lot of I have. really there was a lot of really interesting stuff in there. The thing that stood out to me the most was how modern a manager he comes across and also um, he seems to have amazing man management
0: well tell me when you say modern what do you mean then by a modern manager break that down for me because it's I, I, if you talk about the, the sports science because this is when I see a modern manager I talk about a manager that's with sports science that are very up to date with the, with the, the uh, about the recovery
1: of players the nutrition of players mm-hmm. so what 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 do you what do you class as a modern manager yeah exactly that because he says things like he keeps his players body fat they have to be below 10% body fat I think he says he talks about bringing in players um, and and he doesn't say making them athletes but he talks about making them look after themselves and all this kind of stuff and he maybe takes some players who it, reading between the lines it sounded like he took some players who had maybe lost their way a little bit, He's talks about um, Jet, um J. Emmanuel Thomas um, yeah. h- players who have a lot of talent but have maybe not looked after themselves or applied themselves and he kind of talks about how he's brought players like that in and, and, and made them better athletes and therefore better football players because of it well,
0: this, let, let me say something, right? So, at most clubs that I was at, no matter where it was in the football pyramid, as a footballer, you you, sh- you shouldn't be above 10% body fats, right? But again, I have played with players that are above that. I have played with some fantastic players. Mm-hmm. Now, I think it says a lot as a manager at uh, uh, Martindale, especially across the board, if he's on top of that. Now, he does, he does a lot of this himself, his man management is excellent. You have got to remember, Livingston Football Club. He has to be able to scout and make and and and, and kind of shine these these rough diamonds, if, he, if 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 I may say that. You know, J Emmanuel Thomas is a fantastic, talented footballer, but again, got distracted by maybe the 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 bright lights in in London, the going out, what the other things that come. We 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 that kind of uh, that status of being a footballer. You can get caught up on that, and you have to make a decision for yourself. What is that? Or what you do, and it was very interesting what he said. That it said a lot about Jet's character when he actually came to Livingston. So already he ticked that box for for Martindale. So he knew, you know what this boy this boy's hungry for it, and that that then. But what I what I what I really like is that Martindale gives everyone his time. He understands that if he does that he can filter through and, and, and make those relationships and those bonds that he can trust. You know, the agents, that he, the, the 200, 300 agents that he speaks to, that's his scouting network mm-hmm. because Levison can't just put money in and, and, and send people all, all around the world. So his relationship, oh, by the way, I've just seen this player. He's not, he's not good enough for there, but by the way, he'd be great for you. You understand? Yeah, to add to relationship- what you said
1: there, before you move on, to add to what you said there, he says something along the lines of I give everybody the time of day because I know to get to where I am just now, people had to give me the time of day. And so that's why he's kind of like giving back is is what he's kind of saying.
0: Well, look, what does that tell you? It's it's, it's like he understands to get to where he's got that people have overlooked. I have to say, you know what? You've came with baggage. We understand that. But you as a person, I'm having all day. So he's not going to... He, if anything he's going to make sure that he opens the door for these football players that have kind of lost their way a little bit because he might look at them and say you know what I've been given a chance I want to give you a chance and that he'll have the respect to the player straight away you understand you know he's been a voice at that football club for for, for a good few years now you know, he's implemented a lot of things. I'm 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 sitting reading it and he's got it's his TV that's in the changing room, it's his hoover that's do you understand it's mm-hmm. he he is a massive part of that football club. He has put in the foundations off his own off his own back, his own hard work. So he has the respect of everyone there, not just the players, but then he he'll have his, his football ideas that he's implementing very well as well. You know, if you... He's not a dictator. You can see that. You know, I think he's very strong in, in his opinions. Uh, I, I would think that he's open to discussion. You mm-hmm. know, if there's big characters, you know, I'm, I'm very good friends with, with Marv, the captain at Livingston. So, and I know Marv is, is a strong character as well and I'm sure they'll have those discussions. You know, as a manager, the, the dressing room has to govern itself. And I just feel that he might he might overstep that mark a little bit, from what I, what I feel because he's so involved.
1: Okay. Okay. But,
0: but I think that that that's getting a benefit. That's benefiting the group. It's working it at the group. moment. Yeah, exactly. It's working at the moment. But what I will say is that there will be bumps along the way, and what that's when that gets tested and strained a little bit because he's so involved sometimes you need to just take a step out a step back and you have your your assistant you have your coaches they are they are they are doing that because he is so involved that and at the minute you know it's, it is it's going it's going very well and long may it continue for him but he, he knows himself that there will be
1: bumps along the road and he has to know how to manage that and deal with that because he is so involved yeah, you're right, and he's kind of gone from that role where you're talking about leaving it to the assistants and that kind of stuff, he's kind of gone from that role into the top job, so yeah, it'll be like you say, I mean, they've, they've had a setback at the weekend there, but it's an unbeaten run finally coming to an end, I mean, it's hardly it's hardly uh, that it's not overly negative it's, or anything like that we see how they Bounce back from it, basically. Yeah, well, it's a motivation, isn't it, for the cup final, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It's well, right. Okay, we've got some
0: revenge. It just makes that team talk a little bit easier for Martindale But again, it's uh, that's that's going to be an exciting one as well. Yeah, uh, so. but like you say, I think he's I think he's he's done fantastically well. He's got a reaction out of the players, and like you say, he, he's very open and transparent about all the things that he's doing. You know if I'm being honest with you, a footballer should be looking after himself anyway, you mm. know, diet wise, uh, body fats, weights, uh, all that stuff. A footballer should know exactly. They have their programs to follow. Uh, and then footballers take it to another level. I've played with some fantastic athletes that, that would get a program that wasn't suited to them. They didn't, they didn't like it. They would do their own thing because they knew their own body. They knew what got the best out of them. So again, uh, it, there's a lot of money behind that as in the 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 sports science so I understand why Martindale does and is very strict the way that he he runs his ship to be fair and it is
1: is a must and it is a need and you can see the benefits of that yeah just to add to a couple of things you've said there I mean when I was covering a game earlier this season it was Livy Dundee United we were interviewing I can't remember who it was but somebody from Dundee United or something like that we were interviewing and Martindale was waiting at the side having just done his broadcast interviews waiting at the side to come and have his turn at being interviewed by us and he he, and one of the other staff there were putting away the sponsors board you know the sponsor board that they kind of stand to yeah. get interviewed in front yeah. of for the broadcast and again it just, it just again it feeds into uh, or sorry uh, it's symptomatic of all these Things that you kind of read in these articles that he's kind of like you say his hoovers in the at Livingston yeah. and he yeah. he's always like doing odd jobs like um, like joinery work and all this kind of stuff as well and it just it just kind of fitted into all that kind of stuff just to touch on his man management a little bit before we move on um, the I thought the the stuff were about Jason Hall and his position and not saying anything to him for a couple of games just to let him see what. Kind of player he was, and then going and talk to him and talking about Effie Ambrose being um really quiet when he first came in and then playing tech ball as, as weird as that <laughs> is to imagine Davy Martindale playing tech ball every day for a couple of hours with Effie Ambrose <laughs> until he came out of his shell and now now he's taking the piss out of him um, in post match interviews and things like that it just it just seems like they have this amazing team spirit there and everything like that and uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how they, they, they bounce back from, from that yeah. setback at the weekend But we've got about five minutes left or maybe a wee bit less than that So just wanted to ask you quickly about the McInnes situation Don't really need to explain it to anybody He's under a bit of pressure yeah. um, The results aren't good at the moment The performances are even worse Do you think he deserves to be under any pressure at the moment?
0: I'll be honest. I don't think he, he does. You know, I think what he's done at Aberdeen is it's been outstanding. They were the, they were they were they were a fallen club. Uh, uh, he's turned it round. He's got them up there challenging. Okay, the results are going against them and I think it's something that that he has to look at himself. You know, we look at probably one of the best managers about uh, another former Aberdeen manager, Alex Ferguson, and it's something that he he brought in a new assistant, a new coach every so often he made sure he he bloodied young players coming through you know and I know that that McInnes and Tony Doherty, you know, the relationship between them has has been outstanding. And I'm not saying get rid of them. I don't want to see anyone out of a job, but they need new voices, they need to freshen things up. And I can understand the frustration with fans and and, and board members that it, it does get a little bit stagnant stagnated a little bit. You know, I think he has been there a long time. So he himself has to reinvent himself every so often. He has to then think, right, what can I do to to galvanize the football club as a whole? Not just to play, not just the style. Not just the players but as a whole now i know there's a, there's talk of a new stadium the training ground and all that so for me what he's done it, it warrants time stability you know not unless Aberdeen say we want to go in a completely different direction we want to go and that 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 is then that's when his job's under pressure but they're not saying that you know you also got to understand you talked about it with the climate they were in the financial restraints I think it's a seven figure sum that him and Tony Doherty would, would be receiving if they are let go you know that's a lot of money especially in this so it's a big decision for a football to, club to make but if it's the right decision it's a decision that they, they should stick with now if Aberdeen come out and say you know what Derek McInnes he's been fantastic which he has he's been outstanding by the way you know I think he's he's won over 200 over 200 plus games of the 400 that he's been in charge you know what I mean? Or the three hundred and something that he's been in charge. It's, 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 it's been outstanding—an outstanding return. And he's just got, got them remember, back to
1: that baseline level that they should be at at least every season. He's hit that every season, hasn't he? Where he's kind of—it has,
0: it has, it has—and you got to remember as well, they've probably got the third biggest wage bill in the in the Scottish Premiership. So again, that brings pressure in itself. They are going to have some difficult periods the interaction with the fans is such an important thing and that's not really been there this year as well so the club's feeling the effect of that everyone's in a kind of, in a low place and someone has to be uh, the target if he doesn't get results it's a result business so we understand the criticism but what he's done at that football club warrants him giving time to turn it around because he just needs to realize himself right and need to I need to evolve. You know, I need to do something different. And you know what? They've lost. Cosgrove goes out. They've brought in three players. You know, they've lost the the, the full attack. It's, it's it's one of those things. With Aberdeen, there is always going to be competition at any club. When you're looking down south, uh, there's going to be head, players' heads are going to be turned. As a manager, it is so important that you give the players a certain a certain goal, a certain drive to make them want to stay at the club. You know, it's very easy to leave. You know, I don't know. I think it was it two and a half million. It was. Was it Birmingham played for 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 Cosgrove, Was it?
1: something like that I you think know, it's like I think it is it not three um, it oh, ca- could rise to three or something like that yeah I mean, I'm not sure what the initial that, fee was
0: that's Birmingham that's Birmingham that's a club that's that, that's, that's struggling in, in, uh, in, in the championship you understand and that's what I'm saying that's that's a competition but if he's the, the manager's responsibility is to create an environment that the players enjoy playing their football in so if he's got to t- tweak a few things to make sure that's the case and you can see that when it's on the pitch you know the the Aberdeen that, that went and t- went toe to toe with Brendan Rodgers uh, Celtic in the in the in the in the cup final. You know they were they were formidable, weren't they? They were a f- fantastic team. He's perhaps so he's
1: unlucky going- that because that's one of the criticisms against them is uh, lack of trophies. And I think he's perhaps unlucky that he peaked at Aberdeen or his best team was during Brendan Rodgers' time at Celtic. I think he's a little bit unlucky because if it had been any other, if he had been any of the either, either side of it, you feel like he would have won a couple more trophies
0: yeah you're spot on you know Brendan Rodgers what he did as a manager with with the Celtic squad you know you're looking at the likes of what is it players that have left you know it's uh, Graham Shinney Ryan Jack Kenny McLean Johnny Hayes you know these are all fantastic players but as a player, you want to go and win trophies, and if you're just falling short, then you're going to leave. You're going to go to you're going to go to clubs that you think are bigger to do exactly that and, and and bring success. And he's got to manage that as a manager as well. But all the time, Aberdeen have got to be keep moving forward, keep progressing, keep getting better. And it's one of the hardest things as a, as a manager when you're at that club and you're not the biggest club. Because you're then in competition with the same the same kind of players that Celtic and Rangers are, are looking at and, like you say, uh, most championship clubs and even some of the League One clubs as well.
1: Well, excellent. We're about at time there. I was going to ask you about punditry and the and the, the difficulties of speaking about managers losing their jobs and things like that. But I think we can leave that to, to next week. A wee bit of a... No to no be it. continued there. But yeah, thanks again for joining me. I'll uh, let you get Absolutely. back to your babysitting.
0: Top man, right. Well, I'm going to go down. The missus starts a meeting at 10 o'clock, mate. So I'll go down and get the breakfast done and tea and all that, mate. You know what I mean? Do you to do?
1: Nice one. Enjoy. Absolute pleasure, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. 18 plus.